celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday. It is the 8th day of February already. So it's 282023 is your date. 282023. And we welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM. And for the first time in uh, about a week, you come to the studio, you look out the window, it's just beautiful out. Clear blue skies, crisp air, sun shining, ground dry. And even the temperature ain't so bad on this 8th day of February. At about 10 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time here in Las Vegas, 43 degrees. And are you ready for this? We're going to get up to... 66 degrees today. And for the entire week through Super Bowl Sunday, we'll be in the mid to high 60s. Overnight lows won't get down to freezing anymore, at least for the foreseeable future, in the high 30s, low 40s. And clear, sunny skies. Here in your gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, where, of course, we emanate and originate from. This uh, studio and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. And of course, uh, all the other platforms that we have to stream around the world, like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global, iPhone, Androids. Yep, get your KSHP app, stick it on your device, and you can hear us now streaming. And of course, uh, anywhere you get your podcasting, we're there as well. So we welcome you to the show on uh, Super Bowl week here in your gaming capital. Yep, we're ramping it up for the Super Bowl this weekend. And, of course, on Sunday, there'll be special post times for some of the tracks on Super Bowl Sunday because all the racetracks want to get done by the time they kick off uh, for the Super Bowl. And, of course, the uh, Super Bowl itself uh, will start at uh, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. That'll be 6.30 back east. And uh, opening numbers. At the uh, South Point uh, Sportsbook, Kansas City opened up a one-point favorite, and the overrunner total in the game was 49.5. We'll get you the latest from there uh, coming up on the show as the money starts pouring in for the Super Bowl. And the volumes, volumes of proposition bets from every everything from the coin toss to... <sighs> Anything, man. Anything you can think of that's going to happen in the game, there'll be an odds on. There'll be a proposition for that. It is amazing. They say about 70% now of all the wagers placed, the money, 70% of uh, the wagering money is placed on proposition bets. The Sharpies were out uh, early uh, to get some really uh, juicy numbers for some of the propositions. Uh, and um, so 
they know what they were what they were doing with how they were slicing up the game because if you can figure out how the game is going to be played and the players in the game, etc., then you can go ahead and start exploring some uh, neat little proposition uh, bets as well. And stuff like, uh, will there be a safety? Will there be a two-point conversion? Who's going to score the first touchdown? Um, will it go overtime? You know, tight game, you never know. Might be uh, We might get a little extra in the Super Bowl this year. It's all that good stuff. Anyhow, peeps are starting to flow into the uh, the town. This town will be like New Year's Eve by the time they kick off the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. And uh, we just want to remind everybody out there, especially the ones listening to our show, the horse players, that uh, we got a whole lot of folks in town playing the Super Bowl. They'll be lobbying around and uh, waiting around in the sports books and the race books and it's time to recruit some of those uh, folks here for the Super Bowl into uh, playing some of the races. Yeah, let's get them. Let's get them to be race players. How about that? Okay. And uh, doing such uh, this weekend on uh, Saturday, uh, Super Bowl Eve. Uh, so I got, got some uh, great racing going on. Uh, the Jimmy Winkfield and the rescheduled Wither Stakes for three-year-olds will be on uh, Saturday. The Withers, of course, uh, canceled last week because of the deep freeze and cancellation at Aqueduct. So it's going to be rescheduled for Saturday. They also have the El Camino Real Derby at a Golden Gate. Gulfstream Park will host the uh, Gulfstream Turf Sprint and the Ladies Turf Sprint. Santa Anita will offer the Sweet Life Stakes. Tampa Bay has four nice stakes races headed up by the Sam Davis, which is also for three-year-olds. That part of the Tampa Bay Derby Series. And, of course, undercard stakes include the Minaret, the Pelican, and the Suncoast. And, of course, uh, we roll into uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And on Super Bowl Sunday, Aqueduct will host the Broadway Stakes, and Santa Anita will have the Lady of Shamrock before everything concludes and we get to the Super Bowl. So we got some good stuff happening. Also this week, the fourth pool for the Kentucky Derby Future Book. Fourth pool for the Kentucky Derby Future Book. And um, uh, the number of early noms rose 18.2%. Uh, or equating to the volume of the population, the 57 more horses were nominated than last year's total. Last year was 312. So uh, more horses being nominated to the Kentucky Derby. Overall, 52 stakes winners were nominated to the Triple Crown. The Kentucky Derby, of course, noms is a Triple Crown nom now. And uh, of the trainers... Uh, well, Brad Cox has the most nominated horses at 38, 38, okay, of the 369 noms are in Brad Cox's barn. Uh, Todd Pletcher has 36 also. So between the two, they represent 20% of the total of the 369 nominations for the Triple Crown this year. There were 26 other horses nominated that listed as trainer to be announced. And, of course, those are the Bob Baffert trained horses. So we'll wait and see how all that stuff shakes out. But uh, really interesting stuff coming up, uh, the noms out, the Triple Crown noms. And in addition to that, you have the uh, Kentucky Derby Future Book Pool that will start on Friday. This is, of course, is a paramutual pool, and it's a, it's a, a certain time period that you get the bet in it. And when the time period ends, that's when they'll lock in the exact price of the horse that you bet. No matter when you bet it, your true odds for that bet won't happen until the final tally and the closing time for this future book bet. That's why they call it a paramutual future book bet, unlike the uh, bookmaker's bookmakers when you make the bet you lock in the price at the time you make the bet here when you make the bet you wait until the end of the paramutual pool session before you get locked in bets all right all others in the kentucky derby future is a morning line at two to one 
And then, of course, you have uh, all the other ones. After that, uh, Forte is the 8-1 to one favorite among the individual horses. And then you've got a whole array of uh, horses with big prices. Um, you also have uh, the all other, the, the fillies uh, uh, also, all other fillies in it. So it's kind of interesting this year. They've broadened it out a bit. But uh, that'll start on Friday. So we got a lot of good stuff happening, and that's for sure. On today's show, we're going to have Jonathan Hardoon come back. He's got, a, I'm sure he's got a soapbox to stand on. I'm, I'm sure he's got something to say, and, and we'll have uh, selections from him for Gulfstream. Where, by the way, Jonathan uh, provided a winner for us in the fifth race on Sunday at Gulfstream Park. And uh, I got to tell you, the Hardoon factor factored into the uh, price too. Five to one on the morning line. Horse won, but only paid four forty because Jonathan fans were out there betting. But nonetheless, a winner is a winner. And uh, as far as uh, the big A was concerned on Sunday, uh, pick six paid twenty seven hundred forty dollars and fifty cents. Not much to say outside of the fact that Kendrick Carmouche, of course, sidelined now with uh, an injury to keep him on the sideline four to six weeks. He did not ride. And uh, Manny Franco had a couple of wins. The Ruthless Stakes was won by Interpolate. Interpolate, uh, Chad Brown trainee. Uh, Eric Cancel replacing Kendrick Carmouche on the Ruthless Stakes winner. Paid 11.80. Outrunning Girl Trouble and uh, Malibu Moonshine. Uh, Manny Franco had a, a big day. He had uh, three wins overall on the card. Uh, let's see, Santa Anita on Sunday. Uh, Jerry Jackowitz had a reverse play come in in the third race. His key horse ran second. Dollar Exacta paid $5.40. The 50-cent try with the link-ups paid $7.25. And uh, Jonathan Hardoon capped off a two-win day on Sunday with the winner of the ninth race for us, Exalted, paying five twenty dollars for Jockey Juan Hernandez, who had uh, several winners on Sunday, including uh, the win on Hopkins in the Palos Verdes Stakes. Hopkins, uh, Bob Baffert trainee, paid six twenty, outrunning Radical Right and uh, Straight No Chaser. And in the uh, San Marcos on Sunday, the winner there was Prince Obama. Flavian Pratt uh, coming out of his stakes race funk, won another stakes race aboard Prince Obama. 1260 outrunning Master of Foxhounds and Opry. Some of the stuff that happened on Saturday. The coast to coast bet, that coast to coast bet between Gulfstream and Santa Anita is really catching on. It's a dollar base bet, covers five races, and usually it's a flip flop between two races at one of the tracks and three races on the other, and they, they alternated. So on uh, Sunday, you had three races from uh, Santa Anita and two from Gulfstream. <clears throat> they were Gulfstream's eighth race, two forty. Santa Anita's second race, seventeen forty. Gulfstream's ninth race, twelve forty. Santa Anita's sixth race, twelve sixty. And the seventh race is Santa Anita's six twenty. So the winning numbers were six three, six four two, and the dollar payoff. The highest priced winner paying seventeen forty. The dollar payoff two thousand six hundred thirty four dollars and ninety cents. So good stuff there. That's for sure. All righty. Time to get started uh, with our uh, show leading up to uh, a big weekend coming up here. Of course, uh, we'll be covering uh, horse racing, but uh, and we're in Las Vegas. Therefore, we'll keep you posted on what's going on with the uh, Super Bowl and all that good stuff as well. But the town is starting to fill up for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Let's make some of those folks hanging around waiting for the pigskin action to do a little bit of horse hide action with the racing. Let's... Uh, Let's recruit some race players. How about that? All right, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all right back on the race day las vegas radio program as we said before uh, the Kentucky Derby Future Book Wager will start on Friday, the Paramutual, and of course we'll have to wait until closing on Sunday before we lock in the odds. But some of the interesting morning line odds before the betting starts, besides the favorite of all other three-year-olds, and uh, Forte, who's 8-1, to one, is the individual favorite. You got uh, Instant Coffee sitting there at 12-1, to one, verifying at 15. Some good stuff there. And then uh, we get further on out, and there's there's some pretty nice morning-lined horses. And uh, hopefully uh, they'll, uh, they might stay that way or even get higher. So uh, you might want to look for a bargain there in the Kentucky Derby on Friday. All right, time to get started with the uh, menu of racetracks available today in the racebook, simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the first post times that roll out in our books today. We are in the Pacific time zone, and we are Race Day Las Vegas. So if you're listening anywhere else on all of those platforms, I talked about the start of the show, and you are in another time zone, adjust to the Pacific time zone so you don't miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? First post times are Pacific. So, if you are ready, we'll start off the menu as we start off the week on this 8th day of February 2023. Are, are, are you ready? Okay, here we go. We begin with Parks Racing. Now, uh, Parks Racing has a first post time of 8.55 today. They got that double jackpot stuff working, so all I'm going to do is give you the carryovers, okay? Pick five jackpots include 137432 and another one at 116379 Those are the carryovers at Parks Racing today in their pick five. of the 11 races today, first post time, 8.55. Gulfstream Park is next. And by the way... Weather across the country, uh, the only really bad weather is happening over Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Otherwise, the coasts and the Gulf are clear, so it should be uh, should be great racing for all of the uh, racing centers today. Okay, we continue with Gulfstream Park. Nine races, first post time nine ten nine ten. First post at Gulfstream. Their pick six rainbow jackpot carryover stands at $188,361 cash in the pool. However, as they often do, if you are the single jackpot winner, they'll bump up the cash and your winnings. That's for sure. All right. Tampa Bay is next. They have nine races today at Tampa Bay. And uh, their first post time is at 925. They have a pick six jackpot carryover at Tampa Bay of $11,426. First post time again, Tampa Bay, 925. Then we go to Mahoning Valley. Mahoning Valley uh, race course. They got a pick six jackpot carryover, 13503 Pick six jackpot carryover, 13503 Eight races, first post time at Mahoning is at 945. And then we have Turf Paradise, Phoenix, Arizona. 
Turf Paradise has eight races. The first two are quarter horse races, and the races three through eight will be thoroughbreds at Turf Paradise. They have a pick six jackpot carryover, $10,848, and a first post time of 11.25. Next comes Delta Downs. Delta Downs has nine races. Their first post time is 2.50. Turfway Park with full fields. They, they maintain a lot of racehorses there, getting full fields at Turfway Park. Eight races. Uh, Turfway Park has a pick five. This is a regular pick five carryover, too. It's not a jackpot. At uh, $41,720 and a pick five carryover at Turfway. $41,720 uh, for a pick five. Now they have a super high five carryover of $7,585 at Turfway. All right, not to be confused, there's a super high five and a regular pick five carryover at Turfway. First post time for eight races, 255. And then you have Penn National, good old Penn Nat. First post time for their seven races at 3 p.m., 3 p.m. at Penn National. They have a super high five jackpot carryover of $6,865. And then we wrap it up with Charlestown Races. Charlestown has eight races. Their first post time is 4 p.m. And their pick six jackpot carryover is $9,735. All right, we're going to take one more quick break, and then we're coming back, so don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. As we currently speak out at our sponsor, South Point, the Kansas City Chiefs are now dogs. The Philadelphia Eagles are up to a two-point favorite in the betting line at the uh, South Point for the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are plus two, obviously. The over-under totals for the game, 51. 51 is the over-under total. If you go over, you get plus 110. Under is minus 120. But the Eagles are favored by two points right now at the uh, South Point uh, Sportsbook. And that is, of course, the the vanilla bet, as they say. Just the, the basic bet on the uh, Super Bowl. It would take uh, hours to tell you about all of the proposition bet and what the odds are right now. But they've got plenty of proposition bets there. And uh, they got good odds as well. All right, we're going to go to uh, Tommy Masses, and then we'll bring in uh, Jonathan Hardoon. Tommy, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning, everyone. How you doing, man? Are you uh, you have any interest at all in the Super Bowl? Not really. I, I usually make a bet. I'll take one team and like lay twenty four, twenty seven points, and get the odds like that just for some action. But twenty seven points. Has any team ever won the Super Bowl by twenty seven points? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, should the hit, the old I Chicago hit, Bears. I'm, no, I hit one. I hit one. I don't know if it was that many points. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, my God. The uh, Denver Bronco game. But back in the day, Baltimore and the Giants, I think, was one uh-huh. with a late interception. Oh, okay. So Baltimore brought it up to over 20 points. I made a little score on that. So you you bet the uh, – the, um, uh, added point, point spreads and get uh, higher odds for that, right? 
Yeah, and and one year I was at a like at a Super Bowl party, and I actually hit the prop that was paid real good because it was like a three point thing, like twenty one to twenty four or something like that. Oh, and they, and it landed right in the number. So you got so you that was your square then, the square that you bought. No, no, no. I got like thirty to one. Oh, I see. Okay. Where Okay. I had to pick one team. The one team I picked had to win like between by 21 and 23 points. Ah, I see. It was okay. a small number. So, you know, if it's over 21 points, it's something like seven or eight to one. But oh. when on that exact bet, it was it was a lot more. Yeah, there's so many different proposition bets. It's, it's, it's really crazy. Getting back to racing now at Gulfstream Park. Uh, what, the, what uh, anything uh, last week that sticks in your mind that happened at Gulfstream? No, not really. Okay. Not really. I mean, it's, you know, the same, same old, same old. I am, I am looking at more opportunities at Santa Anita lately. I've been playing the, oh. the cross country and that golden hour. Mm-hmm. And it seems I'm picking all the winners at Santa Anita and those bets are not golden gates or Gulfstream, believe yeah. it or not. And so I'm kind of, you know, I just like to stick my nose where the cash is. So all right. I'm well, looking at. And they need a bit more. Yeah, that uh, coast-to-coast uh, bet, I think that's a pretty neat bet. I think it's catching on real good. Yeah, for a conspiracy theorist who, you know, they use their word, they had that one, yeah. right? Or they set that horse up. Well, they aren't going to be playing multiple tracks. No. They, they, whoever they are, if they are, will be playing Gulfstream and not Gulfstream and Santa Anita. Uh, That's just for the conspiracy. Yeah, well, that, we, most of the people in, in listening to this show are just race players, and we look for w- horses and winners wherever we can get them. But uh, for today, we go to Gulfstream. What's up? What do you got? Uh, race four. Usually the way I play, looking for off-the-pace horses, a couple scratches is no good. But in race four, mm-hmm. uh, the two and the four are out. They were off the pace horses, and I wasn't going to go to this race, but I will now. I'm going to take a shot on number five, Valid Exchange, who every once in a while pops up with a big race at a good price. And, you know, I was going to box him with the two and the four, but I'm just going to play him to win. The three is another horse that comes off the pace, but here's a horse off a long layoff, dropping down in class. So I'm against him. I'm against all the other speed, and if I get somewhere around 20 to 1, and I know it's only a six-horse field down valid exchange. I will be betting on valid exchange. Well, he is a 20 to 1 on the morning line. However, he was 20 to 1 on the morning line before they took out a 6 to 1 and a 12 to 1 horse in an eight-horse field. So we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But in the fourth race, the five valid exchange, only if it provides value for the player, right? Yes, sir. Okay, what else? Race 9, number 7, Jumaira. Uh, two back kind of got stepped on or bumped into from behind and kind of slowed him down a bit. The, the race had no real, even though they went fast, nobody was moving. He started moving late. Mm-hmm. The horse that stepped on him was a William Maud horse that come back and win. Uh, next time after that, he went into the tropical Oaks on the synthetic. We'll forgive that one. Seem to be working out enough. I like my preferred bet of the day is race nine, number seven, Jumira or Jumira. Okay, the seven horse in the ninth race at 20 to one. They did scratch number six, stuck on kitten uh, was scratched, and that horse was eight to one. But uh, the, the, this horse, yours is the seven at 20 to one on the morning line. And, uh, you know, Paco Lopez will be on his belly riding, that's for sure. He's a hard-riding jock, that's, uh, that's for sure. So as uh, you continue with your M.O. of looking for uh, long shots that could very well be live, uh, in uh, the races today, in the fourth race, you picked the five, valid exchange at 20 to 1, morning line anyhow, and the ninth race, the seven, Jamira at uh, 20 to 1 as well. All right, Tommy, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, and, I, and I'm willing to take 10, 12 to 1 in Jamaira. I don't think 20 to 1 is that fair of a morning line. So, Yeah, okay. Well, the morning line does fluctuate a lot at Gulfstream. So um, your 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 value point at Jamaira is right around 10 to 12 to 1 then? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Thanks a lot, Tommy. All right. Good luck, everyone. All right. Now we're going to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, you had a couple of winners for us on Sunday when you texted in. Good morning. 
Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. We're finally starting to get a little thaw out anyhow. And, of course, you know, all the town is excited about uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday. Well, they should be. It's, you know, they wait all year for this. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the weather in New York, 50 degrees. So quite a difference from oh. last week's minus 17 to plus 50. Isn't, the that, <laughs> isn't that nice? That's going to be real good. Well, my understanding is uh, they're going to wait uh, for instant coffee, right? The, there's a. Yeah, they're running in uh, the next one. They're passing this one. They'll go for the next one. Right. Uh, I think uh, he's running at Fairgrounds, that I know. Yes, he's going to skip the Risen Star on February 18th and point for the Louisiana Derby, which is a million-dollar person, and uh, I believe that's 100 points for the the, uh, Kentucky Derby leaderboard points on March 25th. Yeah, that's exactly what the plan is. And, uh, you know, you hit the board, then you're going to be in the Derby. As long as he stays sound and everything is right. You know, it was a, a lot different than last year. Cyber Knife had to win uh-huh. the Arkansas Derby, the last shot he had to get in, and he did. So. Yeah. Well, uh, 369 nominations to the Triple Crown, which, of course, the first is the Kentucky Derby. And it seems like Brad Cox is, uh, could load up the entire starting gate with the, his nominations. <laughs> Cox and Punch will have one third of the runners. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Well, they got twenty percent of of the runners. That's what Pletcher's got thirty six. Brad Cox has got thirty eight. Yeah, so uh, you're right. It's a little more, less than thirty, and more than twenty. Yeah, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between that, but they sure can load up the gate. Either one of them with the, their horses, and of course, the old to be announced trainer has twenty six, and you know what that is? That's that's Bob Baffert. Yeah. Now. Um, but uh, Frankie DeTore, obviously, who announced his retirement after this year of competition and uh, now riding in Southern California at Santa Anita, wanted to cap off his career by having a legit chance to win the Kentucky Derby. And uh, with his win on Newgate in the Robert B. Lewis, uh, he thinks he's got the candidate to reach uh, that historic race. As long as well, anytime Baffert's going to anytime Baffert's sending a horse to the Derby, you know they have a legitimate shot. So yeah, but we have you know, to. We it have be to... nice to see him go out on top if that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And why not? We have to find out first of all if by February twenty eighth they come down with a ruling for Baffert, yay or nay, about uh, putting a stay on his suspension uh, exclusion at the Kentucky Derby this year. And if not, then uh, those the horses, including Newgate, if they want to go to the Kentucky Derby, have to go to another trainer. Well, they did it last year. They're yeah. getting good practice at this. Hopefully, it's the last year that this nonsense goes on. You know, listen, let's be honest. The chances of him winning a stay are slim and none. I mean, uh, he hasn't beaten them yet. Why is he going to beat them now? They have an in for him or whatever, however you want to look at it. So I would say those horses will probably be running not under Baffert's name. No, probably not. And uh, and as far as uh, the the health of our game, well, the U.S. handle was down 7% in January, but with all the cancellations and the deep freeze going on, I'm surprised it isn't more. Yeah, they had good news and they had bad news. Uh, I think handle was down. That was the bad news, yeah. but there was some good news. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was three days ago, and I forgot what it was. Oh, you forgot what it was. So you, <laughs> you know, they 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 have a word for that. Yeah, I'm getting old. It's, yeah, dementia is what. Uh, that's the word they got for <laughs> that. <a> lot. <laughs> uh, but in any case, well, you'll you know when you're going to think about it about a half hour after the show is over. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. ten minutes after I hang up. Yeah, right. Me what the good news was. Uh, anyhow, um, got uh, you got selections. You got a full sheet for both Gulfstream and Tampa Bay today. So, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, I just want to talk about that cross country pick sure, five. Sure. It's a terrific. It's a terrific bet, Ralph. They gave you a one to five, a two to five to start, and it paid you know over two thousand dollars. So again, the highest payoff was seventeen dollars. You know, that's not always easy to find, but technically it was a pick four. The problem I have with the bet is they have to do a better job of promoting it. You don't know when it's coming up. You got to flip 17 pages to figure out what, you know, they should put all five races in the form or in the, or in the program together. 
Yeah, it would just be so much easier for players to play it. Uh, All that, right. That's well, my only beef. Uh, uh, that is your beef from your part of the country because here in Las Vegas, uh, they are uh, availing all of the particulars sheet, that you're well, talking yeah, about. Well, that's smart. We got a that's sheet. Smart. We got. Wait a minute. We got a coast to coast sheet. But our the the Western edition of the racing form here in Las Vegas does have uh, a sheet uh, a page with with the start times and the races uh, the races in order, and it does have the past performances of those five races all in one place. Okay, so yeah. they don't have that in the East Coast yeah. version where yeah. we have to turn seventeen pages to yeah. figure out five races. Yeah, so yeah. It so just, it just would be easier. I'm giving them, you know constructive criticism and you should if if uh, what what we're getting uh it puts it all in one place and you're not there's something wrong there you gotta you gotta tell those people what the heck's going on here <laughs> yeah they'll listen to me and uh the the thing about it is with the the other some of the other bets that they have and on big days at racetracks you know where they have an extra uh pool or something after the ending race in whatever that pool is from one track to another they're very um, delinquent about uh, posting the price, but for the coast-to-coast, -coast, right after the last of the coast-to-coast -coast races are over, about, I'd say, five to ten minutes after that, at least at Santa Anita, on the Santa Anita uh, simulcast signal, you will see the payoff. They make, they make a point about showing you the payoff, which is a good thing, too. That's a very good thing. I mean, you know, I tried to find the handle. I couldn't find the handle. I went to Brisnet. Uh -huh. You know, do I look under Gulfstream results or I look under right. Santa Anita results? Uh, you can't find the handle. You know, again, uh, it's new, so I guess they're working on it, and uh, they'll fine-tune it as they go along. So, Good thing. Uh, it's a good bet. Yeah, it it's is. A good bet. It is. Uh, good thing about that is, uh, uh, you know, I think Equibase ought to have, like, they got that whole uh, page of uh, results from every racetrack, you know. Maybe they ought to have a page where results of special pool bets and just post them all in one page, you know, wherever they're happening all over the country. This way you can find out what's going on. Yeah. But I will say one do thing. You remember, do you remember Breeders' Cup Day? They had, uh, like, oh, yeah. Friday's races. Oh. They had bets combined. Even <laughs> at Oaks and Derby double. Yeah, you know, yeah. all those new bets they have, and, and they're just hard to find results for, and it shouldn't be. But the good thing about that is the people who really want and know the results are the ones who are cashing the tickets, and they by far know what they paid. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to work. Let's get uh, let's parlay those winners from Sunday into something today. Okay, let's. Uh, I I don't like to go against other handicappers on yeah. the show, but I really like a horse in the fourth race at Gulfstream, and yeah. it's the number six horse. Here comes Bullet Luca Panici for Bob Hess Jr. Uh, this horse makes his first start of the year. Last seen December thirtieth at Gulfstream when he ran well. Cuts back to seven furlongs today. Ten to one on the morning line will be less than that with the two late scratches. But I like number six. Here comes Bullet in today's fourth race out of Gulfstream. Not a problem because what you guys do is, uh, you know, uh, devise a Sirocco play. my Sirocco play. Right. So on the fourth race, you like the six. Here comes Bullet. So Mr. Bullet and Mr. Exchange, if they get together, the five, six will be the Sirocco play. Exact a box five, six. Your play, however, is number six. Here comes Bullet in the the fourth race. What else? We're going to go to Tampa, race number eight. And I like the number eight horse in here. I'm taking it to the bank. Apprentice uh, Jeremy Alicia board to ride for Pablo Torres. This horse is listed at eight to one on the morning line. This is an improving horse, Ralph. He's, he's three, he's six for 32 lifetime. However, he's three for his last four. So he's certainly figured things out at the age of five. He's getting better with each start. Eight to one on the morning line. I like number eight. I'm taking it to the bank to win today's eighth race. Let's do it. Let's take. Let's just take it to the bank, huh? What a nice uh, name for a horse. Eighth race, the eight. Easy to remember. Tampa Bay. Eighth race, the eight. I'm taking it to the bank, and we hope they do. A lot of eights there because he's eight to one on the morning line too. So eighth race, number eight, eight to one on the morning line. I'm taking it to the bank. We hope he does that at Tampa Bay. And, of course, full sheets for Tampa Bay and Gulfstream available right now at Jonathan's uh, website. Thank right. you, Ralph. Wait, 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 wait. Did you, did you, did it come to your mind what the good thing was? 
No. No? <laughs> Maybe attendance is up. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralphie. Stay safe and be well. All right. Uh, well, you know... It happens to all of us, doesn't it? And if it doesn't, you're a very genuine individual. If you, you get into the seven decades, six decades area of life, that's for sure. In any case, we'll be back in search of John Lindo and uh, maybe even Jerry Jackowitz uh, for a little advice, more advice on uh, betting strategies. In any case, we will be back. Don't go away. Bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, time to get back to the Race Day Show, and we bring in John Lendo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Doing fine. Peeps are getting, uh, you know, they're coming on, uh, streaming into town for the Super Bowl, all the big Super Bowl parties. And you know, John, as well as I do, because we have attended them before, the big Super Bowl parties that they have at the South Point, they just turn over that entire, all the ballrooms, all the big rooms are full of different parties for the Super Bowl, including the big sports book that they have that's separate from the race book. And, of course, they use all the lounges for viewing as well. I got to tell you, there are thousands and thousands of people that show up and enjoy themselves in all the parties there, Super Bowl parties at the South Point. It really is a happening place. And, of course, all of those proposition bets as well. Oh, it's fantastic. Like you say, you can't walk through the facility and not see the game wherever you're at. And uh, plenty of places to relax and enjoy it. All kinds of specials going on and uh uh, you know, you're you're amongst all the football fans there for the last one of the year. It it gets pretty hectic. It's a lot of fun, and it's uh, it behooves us race players when those people are in the frame of mind that they're here to, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl and make plays and make bets. That we kind of introduce them to uh, horse racing and and see if uh, they uh, might uh, get a winner or two. Because if you get a person who's introduced to our sport, the greatest promotion of all time. I don't care how many caps you give them, you know, shirts you give them, uh, scratch-off things, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The greatest, greatest promotion of all time is getting a new person playing the races that has a winner and cashes a ticket. Well, if they're willing to take 11 to win 10 and you can show them how to that's win right. one, <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, hey, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. Wait a minute. I wait three hours to make uh, $100 for a $110 bet, and I can, in two minutes, take, I don't know, $12 and make uh, the same 150 Exactly right. And, it's you know, you can have some fun. If you do it, you can do it again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even uh, visit a racetrack near them, that's for sure. You know, when they posted the handle for January down, uh, did they not think it wasn't going to be down with all the cancellations and the cold weather that we had in January? Well, I think they actually ran a few more races, which you know, so to put it in, in those terms. But uh, I just think, and I, I don't know if they looked at what the general field sizes were. Yeah. I, I've got to think the field sizes had to be down a little bit, and that 
limits wagering opportunities. But, it, you know, they just try to follow the trends and report what they see. So uh, 7% is a pretty, pretty uh, hefty number. So we'll have to see if it changes its ways. But uh, the one argument that I, I saw that made a difference, there were, there were 10 weekend days in 2022 yeah. and nine weekend days uh, in 2023. So if you lose a Saturday or Sunday. Big deal. And, yeah, and you don't have Sam Houston being able to export their signal. Right. Those are the two main reasons I think the handle is down. Now, Sam Houston uh, decided that they were going to go against the HISA ruling, and uh, they were upheld with the, uh, the the appeal by HISA that didn't work. But then all of a sudden, on the day when they were supposed to start it, they backed off, and uh, to this point, uh, they still haven't done it. Do you know why they did that? Was it technical or... or I think it has to do more with just being legally being careful. Ah, you know, okay. There, there was that injunction. Yeah. Uh, the Court of Appeals once again uh, put a stay on the HESA operations, so they were going to get going right away. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think the uh, suits got involved and said, "Hey, you better wait until some of this is cleared up." Yeah. So I, I think that's why they're they're they want to go, obviously, but oh, they want to yeah. do it the right way. It is hurting Sam Houston. It really is, and and it should. Well, handle be down is down ninety percent. Yeah, there. come on. So. Uh, you know, how long can a racetrack operate when the uh, income from the handle is down 90%? Because we know the profit margin isn't 90%. So oh, they're, heck no. They're no. running, running and, uh, a big deficit. Yeah, they haven't cut the purses. They, they've kept the purses up. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's uh, a really good, uh, nice thing they're doing for the horsemen there. That's for sure. Well, John, uh, you know, uh, you got uh, Brad Cox and, and Todd Pletcher loading up the uh, noms for the uh, Triple Crown. And you got that uh, that new trainer to be announced that has uh, you know twenty six. <laughs> yeah, that white haired guy to be yeah. announced. He's got a pretty good barn, Mister yeah. To be announced. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, no boy riding your horse. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you, Ralph. You know, at, at buying at the yearling sales, there are three major buying groups. You have Micropoli and, and his guys buying, uh, you know, a hundred two uh, yearlings, uh, the best price, highest price yearlings for Bletcher. Then you have. Uh, Brad Cox is a buying group, and they've, they're buying millions of dollars worth of young horses. And obviously, Bob Baffert has, uh, he's put 10 of the wealthiest owners together, a group they call the Avengers, who are buying 20 some odd million dollars worth of horse stock at their, all the yearling sales. You put those three entities together, and, and they're collecting most of the top of the market for, for United States racing. Well, and you have that uh, new dynamic uh, where, uh, you know, the, the, the horse racing uh, conglomerates that are taking, uh, you know, hundreds of partners at lower prices to get them involved, uh, they won the, won the Derby the first year they were in operation, right? Right. That uh, you're talking about groups like My Racehorse that offer micro shares, and yeah, they had yeah. uh, ownership uh, with an authentic with uh, Spencer Farms. So yeah, yeah, they, they they hit a home run right off the bat, and you know that's just going to uh, again a group like when you get three thousand owners together, mm-hmm. they'll purchase some different horses as well. Yeah. So it uh, it I think the dynamics are changing. That's for sure. But uh, you know, it was nice to see a little guy. Still win uh, the Derby as, uh, you know, uh, they proved last year in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, you know, for the horse they claimed. Red yeah. Strike was claimed. Red Strike was and, claimed, uh, yeah. Right, right. So Eric Reed and, and his guys got to win there. And, uh, I, you know, it, it seems like that's going to be more and more rare. Yeah, no question about that. What's up in Southern Cal? Uh, do you have any idea what they're doing uh, with the maintaining the, the racetrack on the off days? Well, the weather's been been perfect out here. I, I I think it's just basic status quo as far as racetrack uh, maintenance goes. Uh, we'll be fast and firm this weekend, and uh, you know I I think after all that rain a couple of weeks ago, the grass course ought to be just right. Oh and, man! Huh? Uh, yeah, and then I I thought the main track had a little bounce in it over the weekend, which I was very glad to see. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if it changes at all. But uh, I thought the conditions for racing last weekend were very good. I I did too. I I thought it uh, worked out fine. And you know that uh, mandatory payoff in the uh, uh, pick six pool. It was nice to see that a lot of people cash the pick six because that always helps. And it wasn't a pick six that paid like $150. It was, you know, I mean, that 900 and change is nice for the people who hit it. It was kind of, a, it was kind of like a happy medium. 
Yeah, and it, it puts some uh, pocket change in, in a bunch of ho- different horse players that can mm-hmm. go back and try again this weekend. And yeah, that that was uh, that was nice to see. It, you know, it wasn't just like you say all favorites, mm-hmm. but there weren't any horses that were just impossible. So like you say, the happy medium. Uh, you got a lot of money in those pools, and uh, you know if you played a twenty cent bet, and you could hit that on a you know fifty hundred dollar ticket, and then you're, you're still making nine to one. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, John, I know that, uh, of course, uh, you uh, are a sports fan as well. Are you taking a notion uh, at any uh, side in the uh, Super Bowl? Uh, I'm sure we will have some action on Sunday. I haven't decided yet. My brother and I will usually get together and mm-hmm. and figure out something, but uh, we haven't decided if we're from Philadelphia or <laughs> we're from Kansas City or, you know, if, if we want to root for both teams on the overs or, yeah. or root against both teams for the unders. But, but you got to have some kind of uh, oh. rooting interest, don't you? Oh, you know that for a fact. And I always want to see an exciting game, so I'm always looking for a lot of points. But we'll uh, we'll uh, fine tune it a little bit later on, that's for sure. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow, then, right? You got a Linda report. What's the uh, what's the Linda report scheduled this week? Yeah, we got Gulfstream Park tomorrow, and then Santa Anita Friday, Saturday, Sunday. As soon as I know the post time for Sunday, I'll, in fact, we'll go over that tomorrow. Let everybody know. Probably an early post time with Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, no question. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Good luck today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And of course, Jerry Jackowitz, who always calls with two minutes left in the show. Good morning. Yeah, I just I love to say yeah. uh, have a great race day. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. That's that's about all you got to say. You got a minute to chat whatever you want to. Oh, I, I kind of want to chat football. Go. You know, I just uh, for a minute. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm a New York Giants fan. Right. Being a New York Giants fan means no <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, you can't be you can't be behind the Eagles. But in this Super Bowl, uh, you know, uh, Andy Reid has already been uh, been eagleized for his 14 years as the head coach over at the Eagles, or however many it was. And so the Chiefs, by by extension, they're they're like Eagles of the Middle Midwest to me. <laughs> So then you got you got to try to just of Philadelphia. So I'm I'm in a quagmire against. I have no emotional attachment to either one, uh, except that I think Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Wow! But um, I, I know I'm sometimes given to the the overstatement, but I don't feel like I'm overstating that. But I'm going to pick the Eagles, the Eagles from Philadelphia, those Eagles. Okay, they're currently at uh, South Point, a two-point favorite. Kansas City yeah. is plus two. So the odds makers, or at least and the people who are betting into those uh, those spreads, uh, seem to think that this is going to be an exciting and tight uh, Super Bowl. So that's well, I don't a- agree with them. I think uh, the Eagles from Philadelphia are uh, probably something like a six- or seven-point favorite. In your I'm mi- not exactly sure how you make lines. But- in, in your mind. Just in my in my beautiful mind. Okay, so you think the Eagles are going to win by at least a touchdown? Yeah. All right. There's Jerry's prognostication on a Wednesday for Sunday's game, but we'll have more of Jerry and everybody else tomorrow. One more thing to say, and you called up to say it. Have a great race day, everybody.